0: And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
2: Welcome to Notice Podcast number 410. 410
3: already. Good lord. Feels like we just did 409. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now, it feels like less than 48 hours ago, we put up for the 409th episode, This is Matthew. crazy.
3: I don't know why you kids uh, complain about not having enough content
2: out there. There's plenty. I don't know if anyone's complaining at, at us is about it. Is anyone that. complaining? Pro- well, listen. Somewhere, someone is complaining, yes. Somewhere, <laughs> someone is complaining. That's the funny. internet is the world's most powerful complaint engine. Uh, but there's also a lot of love on it, Matthew. Yeah, I know. But let's say
3: I was in my office, right? And I wanted to share a complaint. Very short with someone
2: else in my office. <laughs> I, I see where you're going for this. I don't know if we're ready to get to the sponsorship part yet.
3: I like sponsors.
2: <laughs> I know, I do too. Have you ever seen stamps.com. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop WTF bombing me. Stop Marin bombing the show. <laughs> Well, Matt Meyer is going to be opening for me at the Wilbur Theater in Boston on September 27th of this. that is
3: one week from today.
2: Well, depending on when you listen to this, or I it could be one it, week ago. Yeah, if you, you know
3: what the fuck took you so long to listen to this?
2: Stop dropping WTF references. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I like that <laughs> earlier, Matt. Yeah, you were getting at something, and I really appreciated the attempted segue.
3: Yeah, well, don't worry about it. Uh, we have a I'll new sponsor. Again.
2: We have a new sponsor on the Nerdist Podcast, which is Igloo. Igloo allows you to share content quickly with built-in apps. You can share blogs, calendars, files, forums, microblogs, wikis. It's uh, it's an intranet service, basically. It's collaboration across social media platforms. It's the Igloo software, people. It is Igloo software. It's easy drag-and-drop platform, responsive design, beautiful fonts from Typekit. Have fun with it! Share stuff!
3: Beautiful fonts, Share stuff with your group. Not just Comic Sans, no. There's more (laughs) to it than that. You're going to get probably their own version of Times New Roman. Something else, maybe. Maybe a nice little Hel- Helvetica. That would be fun.
2: Helvetica would be nice. I, I do appreciate a good Arial black.
3: Oh, yeah. I like that, too.
2: Yeah, Arial black's a good font. It could be one of my... It's a good
3: header font. It f-
2: could be one of my favorite fonts. Igloo is free to use for up to 10 people. What? And when your Igloo grows, it's only $12 per additional person each month. So if you have a small business or a small collaboration group, it's free. This is amazing. I know it is. That's why I'm talking about it. And they're sponsoring us. take advantage of this amazing service. Go to igloosoftware.com slash nerdist to start building your Igloo. Well, Chris, if I have nine people that work in my office,
3: how much is this going to cost me?
2: Well, again, it's free for up to 10 people. What? I know, Matt. <laughs> what if I have... Eleven people. How much will this cost me? Per well, much? then it would be $12 for the additional Still person. a good deal. I know. I love that you're easily surprised by things. This Vegas. is amazing.
3: Let's say I have 12 people in my office. We, we're going
2: to go through every number and just add $12. But how much but, is it going to be? Well, it'll be $24. That is a very reasonable price. For 12 people in collaboration software for oh, social media God. Platforms? Have you ever used Netflix? That it is seems more expensive. com slash Nerdist. Thanks, Igloo, for sponsoring us. Thank you
3: so much, Igloo. You realize that when you're having 12 people in your office, it's only $2 a person, really, when you think about
2: it. Uh, this episode is uh, Brad Neely who is a phenomenal comic book artist and writer and producer. And I, I feel like the first time I met Brad was back in the Super Deluxe days when Furman and I did a show, the, the now defunct Super Deluxe, which got absorbed by Adult Swim. Um, but if y- you would probably be familiar with Brad Neely's work, like with the JFK song. Um, he has a show now called China, Illinois on, uh, on yeah, Adult Yeah, you're probably swim. familiar
3: with him from season one of China, Illinois. Because <laughs> guess what? what? Season two premieres September 22nd. What the fuck? Oh my God! God. I know, oh I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. Oh, I get only one episode that night. Nope, you get two episodes that night. Everybody, you're giving
2: me Brad Neely Rhea with Can all of this you Brad Neely believe information. Believe
3: it, I can't believe it, and I'm glad you can't believe it either. Well,
2: let's shut our mouths and talk to actual Brad Neely it's instead okay. of theoretical Brad Neely. Season two, September 22nd, 11:30 p.m. Brad Neely Norse Podcast number four ten, hashtag Hostful Intro.
3: You can't hashtag intros. I just did. Don't do that. Well, I just hashtagged outside of Twitter. You can't verbally hashtag something.
2: Well, how's it gonna be verbally searchable? How am
3: I gonna brain search that?
2: Well, you it'll the ha- the hashtag will pick it up. You know what? Just I, let could it you happen. write
3: a memo about that and get it to me via igloo? Thanks.
2: Yeah. And without eight other people it'd be free. Oh
3: my god. So <laughs> me, you, Jonah. Stop it! We'll put Katie on there, Kyle on there. We're still free!
2: <laughs> this is amazing. I'm going to start a niggle with you and Katie about how to get mad at all. I <laughs> I like Doesn't take much, guys. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> no, come back.
3: Now entering nerdist.com.
2: trapped by in this
3: place interesting collection of
2: benefits. yes it's uh oh you mean at the store parts yeah, well it's just that was my all parts favorite. really it keeps yes, coming it's, it's uh, if you have any form of add this is a bad place to come from it was it was a pinball someone's
4: game
1: it's a choice
2: was a wedgie why is that How many shows show in the bag <laughs> have you been have you been a meltdown before i have down there not You haven't been up to the crow's nest? The crow's nest. Widow's watch. You want to call it widow's watch? Widow's
4: watch is not a good way of doing it. I like it. We're all waiting. We're all waiting for him to come home. No, no, we're not. We're on the top of a ship, and we're just checking out to see if there's dry land. No, we're on land.
3: We're just waiting for our husband to come home. And you know what? He's not coming. Tell us about your husband. Well, he's a very
2: handsome man. Does he look like Brad Neely? He yeah. does actually. That is his sailor beard. It's it's a fucking it's a beard to be jealous of.
0: Yeah, it's it's got it's got on me. I don't know what happened. Uh, it's neglect. It's not a decision.
2: It, <laughs> but it but there 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 must be some shaping to it because it, it looks good. Like it looks kind of. It looks um,
0: neat. I eat, I kind of nervously chew the mustache off. I do Uh-oh. that when I have
4: a very mm-hmm. long mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: that's about all that I've done. Yeah. Well I'll keep the bearing straight away from my chest here. I'll trim yeah. that <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: That's but where yeah. my husband is right now. He's on the bearing straight.
2: Oh I'm sorry, Matt. Is <laughs> this dramatic for you? guys? Brad, how could you upset Matt like this? He's been waiting. Yeah, you should confront your problems <laughs> just I am from the Widow's Watch. Nope, you're <laughs> no, in the <laughs> no, that's Crow's the nest. Way. That's dwelling. You could place. find him in a crow's nest too. Mm-hmm. Mm. You could go out and try to find him with the help of a crow's nest.
4: I'm doing it. Let's right, do good. it. All right. You brought it, you brought them together. I did. Widdow's Walking good. Crows Nest.
2: I feel like I, I think I met you once at the Swingers Cafe, and I believe that you were having right. lunch with um, Nick Weidenfeld. Daniel, probably. Daniel, I'm sorry, you were having lunch yes, with Daniel. That's right. Nick's brother, Daniel.
0: We've met twice, if my recollection is correct, that time, and then once behind all of the crazy stuff at New York Comic-Con in passing.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. It was one of those things of like... Oh, when, we're, <laughs> when, you're sort, when you're sort of going
4: through you the... You just nailed it. You yeah, described either it Yeah, neither of you said way. words. You just both. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're going through the sort of the back the scenes habit trail of getting all around the Javits Center, which is... Um, Which was not designed to hold as many people at once as New York Comic Con brings, and so it's very or as much. It's very segmented. Are you going to go this year? Uh, I was going to go this year, but I'm starting a show two weeks after, so I'm not sure if I if I can. I I really want to. I really like New York Comic Con. I do too. I do too. There's a. I
0: don't know that that town seems more equipped for a breakout of uh, terrible proportions than San Diego does. Not to (laughs) not to tear that down, but. When I was there this last time, I felt like this is the worst place to be if we get bombed or outbreak. Uh, but New York is like we've got tunnels, we got
2: <laughs> boats, we can get people out of here.
4: Yeah, yeah
2: I, I don't think uh, San Diego wasn't really prepared for any kind of a supernatural disaster of any type, of any kind of like. I sometimes I do like when I'm in Hall H and I look out and there's seven thousand people there. I go, so just one person had, like, a, a zombie virus or a rage virus or whatever, and then they just bit the person next to them, how long would it take? Because uh, maybe, like, I think 15% of the people would get out, but then there would be a bottleneck, it'd yeah. be, like, a soccer ride, and then yeah. all of a sudden everyone's got the virus. If someone just yelled, fire, you would be fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's not, I mean... There are there are a few ways out, but you kind of need to get in an orderly fashion to, to get to get out. I'm obviously a fearful person. I'm making that <laughs> <known. laughs> These are not concerns. Usually people are smiling and buying things and dressed up like. Oh, that's in the back of their heads, though. I think. I think that's always in the back of their heads. Mm. You always kind of go in and go. If shit went down, what could I grab? Where could I hide? Where would I be able to? Would go? Would you
4: dive under a table?
2: If what happened?
4: Just a p- chaos broke out. That's a out. smart man. Right well, that's there. no. But that's the thing. You normally. You don't really, when chaos starts, you don't know. And you're not You're not going to wait around. When people are running away from something, you're not going to wait around to see what it is, are you?
0: Well, say if you smell fire, I'm not going to get under a table. If my living room starts shaking around, I might get under a table.
4: But when you're, say you're in a crowded place and people just start running and, you know, like the the opening of uh, World War Z. I just, start, just
0: I grope. I just grope start, it's a grope off. You just
4: tits and,
2: <laughs> and butts.
0: No, I'm terrible.
2: All bets are off, ladies. I might try to get to a higher vantage point.
3: Yeah, like a crow's nest, if you will.
2: Or a widow's watch. (laughs) To, uh, like, climb to the top of a statue or something, or, like, one of the, you know, like, one of the tower, the turrets that they have where they shoot stuff uh, at the, the, I might get up there just to see, like, what's going on to assist the situation. Because you're not going to get through an angry mob. And your instinct is like, I can push my way through, and that's the failure point. Yes, yeah, I go. I, I just start thinking about digging.
0: <laughs> it's that like rat mentality. You're half ostrich. I guess so. Yeah. I just think like I got to get inside this earth. Hey Earth, I'm coming in. You. You're just at that point making
4: a burial plot.
2: I got a problem with my mother. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what people don't realize that ornithologists don't realize about all ostriches is that they have very they have like very domineering mothers, and so they're just they're just trying to get away. It's actually that's the reason why they do it.
4: She's the worst. I'm going to be under here. Mm. That's why uh, when I uh, when I start to get really stressed out. I feel like I want to take a nap, and I call that ostriching. Like when I feel like I have a lot of shit I have to deal with, and then I that's just go to bed. That's your brain reaction to that. That's yeah, interesting yeah. to me. It's like when there's too much, I just go to sleep. I call it ostriching.
3: I can't do that because I would be my brain would be like, well, none of this stuff's gonna get done.
2: Well, when yeah. when, ki- that, yeah. when Kyle Gass has to take a shit, whenever it starts to come out a little bit, and he's like, now I gotta go, he says, oh, I'm starting to turtle a little bit. It's like the turtle head.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, children say that too. Oh,
4: they- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of. yeah, not just oh, I not just that one guy. Yeah. Wow,
0: it's that kind of table. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, wouldn't it have been weird if I had said children say dot dot dot. Well, you could have just
3: said you're turtling a little bit. Like we all would have understood the reference. We got it. We're- all right.
2: Well, you don't. You know, you don't have to undermine and deconstruct the reference. It was just. Well, uh, I'm just know- saying
3: we would have understood. But back to Jonah's ostriching situation. <laughs> what is it in your brain that, like, what what do you think you'll get out of the nap? Like just a clear thought after you get out of it. No, or?
4: it's escape. That's why I called ustring. What's escape? Escape. Sorry.
3: Okay. So it's listen, that kind of, of table. When I was a kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, my favorite movie was <laughs> Escape from New York because that's how I said it.
2: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. let me ask you a question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, if I'm holding a battle, ask. Uh-huh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just went. I, I ran into someone uh, that Are you escaping? Uh... I was, I was in the S games. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ye have redeemed thyself. Were you had
4: doing BMS or what?
2: Okay, <laughs> come on. <laughs> we already
4: Blue Mountain Sink. Um and there was a it's weird when you're on a when you're on a podcast called the Nerdist. you can't uh it, it, some people will call you on stuff. Oh, non-stop. Yeah, and uh someone um I ran into was I like they overheard me saying that I, you know, It was like me and some guy were joking around about math and I was like, Well, I barely I barely passed geometry for the second time to almost not graduate high school. And she's like, Oh, and you're on the neurons podcast. uh, uh, Fuck that guy. Who said that? It was a girl. It was a lady. Oh, really? Yeah. And it really upset me. That's all right. Never I never claimed to be smart.
3: You Well, you are smart. You're smart, just not you just don't like math.
4: School keep going.
3: You know, that's the funny thing. Like
0: the movie *Revenge of the Nerds*, whenever I first saw it, I was expecting just like a bunch of smart nerds, but they really showed that the the classifications pretty variegated. There is some different types of nerds in that movie.
2: Booger, yeah. yeah, booger. Well, because they basically just—it was like anyone who was sort of like shoved out of the party or the collection. Like they, you know, the core. Lewis and Gilbert, who really were the Gilbert, was really the glue, uh, yeah. which was great that he became president of the Trilam House afterwards. I think That's he true. deserved the honor.
4: But <laughs> um, about that broken leg, going to go on uh, the big trip. Yeah. But Lamar, but Lamar, just gay.
2: Yeah, but but in that but in that in that type of instance would have been socially ostracized yeah. by the jocks. Yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a jockocracy, um, uh, and so everyone who was pushed out. Uh, was, but yes, the, but, but, but Poindexter, for sure. Poindexter. Poindexter and, uh, I guess he's really... Wormser, Wormser. Wormser
4: yeah. is probably the most, but, yeah, Poindexter, though, just really good at the violin. Really rocket
2: s- just an autistic person. Yes, <laughs> yes. Really. <laughs> 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 but, you know, the, uh, the hilariously non-hilarious thing about it is that I think it, that it, that a lot of undiagnosed autism was, or like, oh, look at these nerds, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, they're awkward because they don't relate to emotions in the same way, they, you know, and 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 those were a lot of my friends when I when I was when I was growing up. So it's when you go back and look at what was undiagnosed, and you're like, oh, yes, I think this was actually like, you know, a type of Asperger's or, or something that occurred within the the community, like the mm-hmm. guy from. Um, the guy uh, from American Splendor, the one that Judah Friedlander played. Oh, right. yeah. Who was
4: the? He was the party nerd. nerd. Yeah. Yeah. That I remember from the MTV number one nerd. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to see Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. There's a movie about nerds getting revenge.
2: Yeah. This. <laughs> so they were looking. You know, like they would look at that guy and go, "What a nerd!" And now they'd be like, "He, I think he needs help. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll get him into a program." Right, but okay. have
4: you ever seen like a? Like a good looking person with autism? I don't think I ever have. I don't think I've ever seen like a really good looking guy that's socially awkward with, like, with autism.
2: Yeah, it kind of works it way out of your system when like you're getting hot. pussy. I've, I've never seen autism. <laughs> Hotism, exactly.
3: Ooh, yeah. I like what you did there. Yeah. We're insensitive. Autism de- affects millions <clears> and, uh, you know, just get your kids vaccinated.
2: There is there is one thing that three quarters of us have in common at this table which is uh, super deluxe
4: super deluxe dot
2: com oh that's all right, right. That's kitty no legs I'll go sorry well you didn't live here yet that's alright I have a beetle. I didn't live here either oh okay well you don't have an excuse man I don't um oh. yeah you we all started at super deluxe which was going to change internet comedy which could have It kind of did. It's just a slow burn. It was a slow burn. Yeah, but yeah, most of the people
4: that had stuff on are doing really really great.
2: People like our buddy uh, Dan Pasternak was sort of the creative, uh, the creative uh, force behind selecting me.
0: I don't. I mean, as much as I like Dan, I I would like to also say that you know my friend Daniel Weidenfeld uh, was.
4: pretty much the only person I talked to there as far as Daniel was uh, much like Dan where he was the guy bringing in people To I'm just like
0: that one guy who as I love Dan I've seen him a lot and, but whenever I was working on that show, it was, we worked together rarely, but I think everybody else worked with Dan. So I, oh, okay. I just yeah. wanted to throw that in. There was yeah, a, there was a
4: few people, there was a few people there that were like, not to, yeah, but Dan was the one that knew everyone in LA and New York pretty much.
2: That's what, well, cause, cause Dan brought Furman and I in and I think yes. he brought you Did Yeah, and Daniel Weidenfeld I met while going to visit Super Deluxe in Atlanta and Daniel is such a... Great, sweet, wonderful guy. Text, I thought he texts like a
4: little fun. girl though. He texts like a little girl. <laughs> Does he? He's like five in a second. Five will come. <laughs> And I've never seen a guy kiss his brother more than then. It's not Jake. just his
0: brother, man. He kisses everybody now. But it's
4: just the weirdest when it's with Nick. It's fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. I, ha- I watch him kiss a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but we're out in the world, so it's not weird. <laughs>
4: um, but, yeah, we were all... we were. The, you were, you already had, like, a viral hit at that point, though, which, uh, with uh, George Washington. Ye- well, guess, Or, no, Wizard People.
0: Well, yeah, those two things were out before Super Deluxe, yeah. Yeah. Both... Uh, it for some reason totally couldn't help me out because one Wizard People was really illegal I just did a alternate audio for their first Harry Potter soundtrack super illegal Warner Brothers shut it down because that was before they understood how to interact with their fans Uh, now anybody can do whatever they want and they don't care but back then they like called me up and said we're gonna cut your fucking legs off
2: they said avarticadabra I
0: did Uh, but so there was that and then I did that one yeah George Washington put that on
3: the uh, YouTube my friend made Um, a bootleg George Washington t-shirt oh Oh, really? Yeah. I'm gonna cut his legs off (laughs)
4: do it he is (laughs) is now
3: he is now old Warner Brothers
0: (laughs) it happens to you man you turn into Mr. Potter before you know it you understand oh this is why they
2: did that I'm
3: gonna go work for National Geographic
2: Exactly.
3: (laughs) Fuck you, Mr. Potter.
2: (laughs) You don't even know. Um, So did they they absorb uh, those and put them on Super Deluxe and then you started making new stuff for them? No, I just did one
0: uh, George Washington short and then I foolishly sold the rights to a very, very um, mean person for $250. So that got out of my hands. So whenever Super Deluxe called me up, Hey, let's make 100 of those with George Washington things. And I was like, I don't own it, but I can do some other things. And that's what got me started.
2: Wow. And so, did that guy do anything else with those?
0: Yeah, he's played them in his festival along with other fleeced material that he must have gotten off of equally. This guy sounds
4: people. sick and twisted. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I like what you did there, Jonah. Would there have, uh... I really do. <laughs> do you think he would have
2: had a festival? Yeah, it seems like. Like you know. an animation festival? It might be. I don't know. Interesting. Ad- mm. Ad- did you have a any cohort? Anywhere. Did uh, someone spike your tea?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think Mike Massimino said. <laughs> So that might be his? I don't know.
0: But it was totally legal. They could have done I mean, you know, I, you can't expect somebody to be a So that's gentleman. interesting,
3: to, not to bring up old wounds, but, like, so when you sign away that for $250, you're signing away the
0: entire property? Everything. They own everything about it. Wow. So, yeah, and, you know, I mean, I had never worked in anything. I was a cashier at an art supply store, and I made that in my free time, you know, put it on YouTube when YouTube was really young. So a lot of people saw it, and I was like, "What do I? Whoa! This is what do I do?" And then a lot of people were, a lot of festivals were calling. Oh, can we run this in festival? Sure, sure, sure. And a lot of them had waivers to sign. So this one came, and I just signed it, just like all the others. And then there it flew away.
4: Wow! Mm. Let's uh, let's
3: wrangle the rights back. Pretty, we'll, let's pretty. offer him three hundred dollars.
4: But he, you <laughs> went on to re, like make a bunch of other stuff that became bigger. It actually and...
0: was a good thing for me. Because I probably would have made a bunch of derivative bullshit out of that project, but Plus, I was wiser to... I, I was stripped. I also yeah. am now a jaded, awful human.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood.
4: Yeah. <laughs> While in Austin, Texas And <laughs> two
2: hundred and fifty dollars richer.
4: Yeah. Hey
0: you can... <laughs> Do you
2: remember what you did with the two hundred and fifty dollars?
0: I. T- um yeah, I probably just went to the doctor. Oh,
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Oh, good, I can finally get this wound looked at. <laughs> this is
4: just it's wound. been open for quite a while. There's a
2: there's a woodpecker living yeah. in it. Uh, <laughs> Brad, not the wound.
4: It's become a part of you at this point. Uh, no, I no. don't even
2: know how to talk to you without looking at the wound anymore. Gonna <laughs> <Did I> miss <laughs> that wound. In fact, I always addressed that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to get in that wound.
2: <laughs> now you're describing the plot of Crash. Crash. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that's right. Which we
3: bring up once every thirty episodes because it's <laughs> such One a weird. Fucks a wound.
2: <laughs> it's such a weird movie. James you know. Spader fucks Rosanna Arquette's leg wound. It's weird. Yeah. yeah,
3: you know it's Cronenberg, right? It was Cronenberg. Yeah, at least you're sure it's always wet. You know,
2: <laughs> it was Cronenberg, right? It wasn't. It was Cronenberg. It was Cronenberg. Yeah, it was, it was David Cronenberg. So uh, when you started working for Super Deluxe, did you? Did they come to you, or did you pitch something to them? Uh, no,
0: I had no uh, means or. Uh, it, I had no idea about how to pitch or uh, how to get in touch with anybody at that time. Yeah, so they just called me up out of the blue when they were getting started. And uh, I just started cranking on Baby Cakes and Professor Brothers for them, making shorts. And they did that until they quit.
2: Until they were forced to quit. <laughs> that
3: was their, in their wallet when they opened it up.
0: <laughs> well, they, I mean, we all know they went... Haywire with the with how well they treated their creative people.
4: They boasted about it a lot too, yeah. About how like they were giving the rights or the like yeah. the freedom. To, they were
2: great. It was it, really, was, it was a time. great experience to work for. It didn't really didn't get notes. They just said, "Here's money. Just That's budget right. it out. Go make your thing. and Give it to us and you and know, pay your taxes,
3: yeah. Jonah." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah,
4: that was. Uh, and I talked. I've talked to. I've run into a couple other people that had uh, Superlux stuff where it's uh, same thing. Where they're just like. Yeah, you know, I got the huge chunk, which was the budget. Yeah, of like you know, like that year, the, the government gov- the thought government I made. thought you made that money. They thought I made two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and, then, and I didn't. I spent all the all the stuff, all like the the, the all the super luxe stuff I made. Like all of it went into like paying people and like making it look good. And I got Peter Atencio some really good work. But it got. <laughs> 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 but I, but I get to, left me with just so much money to pay for taxes. Yep.
2: And 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 you got on a podcast.
4: <laughs> that's right. You uh, that's like you know you you started hanging out with me again during that time. Well, I really admired your work, Jonah. Thank you so much. I remember one time you called me. I was at work, and you called and said you showed uh, Weird Al uh, Drunk some, Day. Drunk Day, and uh, and you're like, and you really like the, the master what? of the internet. Yes the master of the internet, which was essentially like something that should have been in UHF. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, there's that's. It's weird that like you'll occasionally run into people that go superlocks.
0: Oh, I, f- I feel like so many of us had this one really great uncle who died. Ted You know, like, he was so good to us, yeah. And then he's dead, and so any time we get together, we're like, oh, remember? Yeah, that yeah.
4: Day? Yeah, he gave that's, me the, those Christmas gifts were so good. That's true. Every time we've had another superlist person, we end up, like, kind of waxing poetic about it.
2: Well, the, the spirit of it was really good, and, it, and it, was, it was around that time when all the big companies, because it came out the same, Funny or Die, I think, is the only one that's left standing, but they all came out around the same time, mm-hmm. and Sony made one, and just all these companies were like, Hey guys, we should make web content for yeah. still exists. But they still but they still but but at the time they a lot of them it was the it was the, it was the same thing that happens over and over again with the internet. Like it was like the dot com bubble where they're like yeah. oh we'll just throw a bunch of money at this thing, which, you know, you just you can't throw a lot of money they at the were, internet.
3: They were paying uh, this is be four years ago. Sony was paying David Faustino for his web show which i don't even know the name of nor have i seen it they were paying him 15,000 an episode to be in it.
4: Oh wow. Jeez. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> nope. No. But even like even college humor like which was the biggest money maker of you know that world of online comedy like now they've like cut their staff in half.
2: Well, it's it's a lot of it and i think with super deluxe sort of suffered from the like a lot of them suffered from the fact that They assumed that because it's a visual medium, that people watch the internet the same way they watch television. Yeah, and so they assumed, like, oh, well, we'll just have this this destination where people will just go and get all of their comedy. Where and then Colgate's gonna buy ads, and it just you know people just don't
0: watch the internet that way. No, it's unpredictable how people watch the internet. I still don't understand, but somehow it happens. I
2: mean, it's it's essentially you know it's. it's a crowdsourced platform your things get views if people share it and if they don't share it they don't and you don't know what how something's going to get shared if you happen to be lucky enough to oh you know some massive outlet put it on their home page and then you know then it maybe it disseminates that way but in general it's all about sharing which you can't predict that's
0: right Jesus
2: Christ! <laughs> 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 so the best you can do, but at, yeah, but at this point, people are for I me mean, like, you know, you just you've made enough stuff at this point that people know.
0: Yeah, but you can never lean on, uh, rest on your laurels. You know, like uh, it's always the next one. It's always the next one. You got to stay on your toes, and you can always fail. Um, making new things for the internet now, everybody is so just overwhelmed with content. I. Man, how do you make something that feels fresh and exciting and fun? Uh, that's. I'm gonna go kill myself <laughs> at the thought of that. Well, it's even
4: you know, when you have an idea, it's always best to not even. not Like, it's almost best to not search it. You know? <laughs> oh, because sure. There's, yeah.
3: there's plausible deniability. Yeah,
4: yeah. Of like, exactly. yeah, I mean, it's shared in the ethos. With, I... the, with the master of the internet, I was accused of ripping off some guys that did a video in New York, and I had. And like everyone, like would like link to it, and I was like, "What is it? What are they linking to?" I had no idea. And it was a, it was a similar idea, but it was just like, you know, good thing I never looked it up.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah? you probably wouldn't. have done You it. never would have done it.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. Furman and I,
2: the the series that we did for Super, my my friend Mike and I did was a musical. It was um, like a country PBS, like if country music television had a PBS. So we did all these music videos that were si- basically like science and history country songs, <laughs> and. Um, uh, but then we had also made around the same time. Is
3: that your dad's favorite thing you've ever done?
2: I don't think he's ever seen it. <laughs> oh, he I don't think he's it. ever seen it. But we made a <clears throat> we made a song about Abraham Lincoln, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's just like the George Washington thing." We're like, and we hadn't seen it at that point. We're like, "What?" And it's just it's you know like some things are just in some things are just in the air or something.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely that. I be, I feel like everybody's watching the same stuff, right? And that's affecting you, or you know, where people are, oh, this movie's out and it's going to shoot down the chain these different thoughts that might percolate out. Maybe I'll do this in response, or maybe I'll do, well, that's done now, so I'm not going to touch this. And the, I don't know. It just seems like yeah. it, it makes sense to me that I'm surprised there aren't 100 of the same movie just over and over. <laughs>
2: well, I, oh, well, I guess they are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, here what's interesting is that, it, it, you know, any art is a re-expression of something that you experience. Mm-hmm. And in the old days, like pre-media blitz, it was, oh, you kind of went and experienced the world, and then you would re-express that in art somehow. But now, when all we see is other media, people are just re-expressing media over and over that's, again. Yeah. That's great. Which is, which is why mashups are so popular, or why it's like we keep remaking the same purpose of remaking the same yeah. things. Or you keep yeah. Because that's the only input we're getting is stuff that, of that same
4: Medium, yeah, and mashups. Like, like, people love them so much because you know that that little endorphin that you feel like when you see something you recognize or remember. It's like you're getting that three times at the same time. You get yeah. it three times the amount in the same moment. And you're like, oh, this is great. That's great. Yeah, thanks, yeah. <laughs> right. White Night with Jimmy Fallon. Like, I know. I remember all these things. Man, this yeah. this, this
0: is the nerdist. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's
2: some nerdy
0: shit you're running <laughs> on me.
2: So what uh, wh- when Super Deluxe folded? Were you you were able to you that you still owned all your stuff, right? They they no, that's not true. Oh, okay. No one did yeah, until the yeah. three years. Oh, after. that's right. We had we had that's right. We had the three year thing. Yeah, we had the three year thing. Oh shit! Because a lot of stuff they fold. They just <laughs> you fold just found in. out you own your stuff again.
0: <laughs> no, no. I w- we immediately turned it into a television show,
2: so they continued to own it. Yeah, I, so I, Turner
4: I continued to own it. because yeah,
2: yeah. they just they just a lot of super deluxe stuff just sort of, some of it, not all of it, just sort of folded into Adult Swim. That's right. Yeah. Uh, adultswim.com and uh, someone at Turner was like why don't we have these two separate brands? Why don't we just plop?
4: Yeah. Yeah. What about all that other stuff? All that other content that's already paid for? I don't give a shit. Just take it offline. Take it offline.
2: (laughs) Shouldn't we just put it up somewhere for a positive? Nope. Nope. Take it out back and shoot it.
4: No. I talked to a couple guys that like uh, their hard drives crashed and they're like well I'll just rip it off of uh, the Superlux site and then Superlux took off those things and then they lost them forever. Bummer. Oof. Yeah.
2: You so you, you got Master of the Internet back, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. I got I got they're all they're all back to being mine, I guess, also all the freeloaders guide and then the Are drunk they day and all Do that. they exist anywhere in the Internet? You know what I did at the time, I guess I could talk about it I don't think anything will happen. Uh, but I I was really I got upset at Super Deluxe because they would uh quickly bury things, they wouldn't give things a chance to breathe and um I did this thing where I would rip from Super Deluxe the videos so it had the watermark on there and do yeah. it like a flash drive rip or you know flash video rip and then I would f- f- you know make a fake YouTube account and pop it on because I always I would always tell them I was like you should put stuff on YouTube as well they said well the ads don't work out that way I said but YouTube at this point is radio you need it's like you know YouTube is a is like you can just turn it on and you'll come across they stuff. started doing it at the end at the very end of it and uh and I, I was like it's like if you just have it on YouTube you know, people see the bug and they'll come. They'll they'll find you. They didn't. They didn't agree, and so I would put my videos up on YouTube under these fake and Funny uh, or Die.
2: Didn't you throw up on a Funny or Die?
4: Yeah, and it fucking blew up. <laughs> like I, it got like it got like ten times the views <laughs> on on the others. You know, the other sites like uh, quit Play video games and get laid. The one I did with uh, Howard Kramer. Like it just like it did so much better on other places. Wow. Yeah. So I, yeah, they're they're there and they're available online, but you know, it's like. It's weird too because you know people tend to look at views and they go, "Well, only got a couple of views." You're like, "Exactly." You have to understand there's like five hundred thousand views that are just gone now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Did you like transitioning <laughs> over to Adult Swim from Super Deluxe?
0: Well, yeah, it was a weird thing going from the short format we're doing like two or three minute things online to an eleven minute television show on air. Uh, with the same characters. That was a challenge for someone who... And it was animated. <laughs> it was animated. It actually flowed. My earlier things were not very animated. They were just kind of drawings uh, shown in a, role, a row. Um, it's kind of like comic books, but you were only looking at one panel at a time for a certain amount of a lot of time. Uh, so we went to... Yeah, it was a challenge. And uh, bumping it up to actual storytelling, third-person narrated narration things that was yeah it was awful <laughs> <clears throat> broke my brain uh it was terrible to all my friends and family I feel a lot better now but uh that was a hard that was a hard transition for me
2: <laughs> was that i assume that's not at all what you thought. i mean what did you think you would be doing you know when back when you're working at the art store what did you think that you, that you would be doing
0: uh art store supply man until <laughs> i die
2: yeah i mean i was you know
0: i was doing drawings and i was in bands and i mean, always doing that my whole life and you know little acting things here and there but uh though it's weird this is definitely i'm just writing this very weird uh whim oh i'm gonna make something put it on youtube and now i'm still kind of
4: doing that so for those listening think of the joy that he's experiencing right now (laughs) every every time you upload
2: well when i think about, i
4: relate to him
2: (laughs) you think about those early days of youtube like oh five oh six where it was just sort of a it was just kind of a ghost town i mean like it was i would imagine it was like the early days of film where you could just shoot an apple and people be like it's an apple on yeah. film yeah.
3: you know it was also the time when you could find everything like all the yeah. copyrighted shit that they've now taken down like you could find like you know if you wanted to watch a commercial that you saw once in 1983 you could find it
4: there's still a lot of that too uh, what's like a delbert shootman made a made a thing called a youtube time machine where you just put in like if you want to see you, what year uh, what kind of thing? Be it a commercial, an old show, or or like sports, and then like you just press search, uh, and then like it shows you like here are all the commercials on YouTube from the year 1984.
3: I love when they go. Here's the commercial breaks from Magnum PI, September 24th, 1982, and you're like, what? And then you just watch it. <laughs> yeah.
4: Nerdist. This is a nerdist
3: show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep
4: saying that enough. I've had similar conversations with you about all this stuff. Well, now he's Sorry that I hit your hat, No, it's
0: okay. No, the whole time that you talk to me when I'm not in front of a mic, I'm just thinking about the bartender. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time I've ever really
3: listened to you. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the last time he's listened to you.
2: I guess that's it. Barkeep, three (laughs) more. Where do you guys normally, uh, what what are are your friend circles that cross over?
4: Daniel Weidenfeld, uh, (laughs) Stoney Sharp. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's that's about it.
0: It's about the only friends I have.
4: (laughs) Is Daniel still at Adult Swim? Daniel has a deal at Adult Swim, uh, but he's also just like kind of on his own. Uh, he's, you know, EPing on, uh, China, Illinois.
0: Yeah. You know, we have an office where it shares a sliding door. I see him pretty much every day. Um, and, uh, Yeah. Working on China.
4: He also helped uh, create and ran the first season of uh, Eric Andre's show. That's
0: right. Oh, right. Okay. So what's the – did you say you were at Comic-Con this year? I was, yeah. We're promoting the new season of China, Illinois. This Sunday premieres. And what's the Comic Con experience? Sunday, September
3: twenty second. Sunday, September twenty second. Eleven thirty. That is tune in.
0: Man, I'm controlling your mind. I guess (laughs) (laughs) make him happy. Wow. You Uh,
4: you enjoying doing uh, advertising and press for it?
0: Oh no, man. Um, I don't at all. I I feel very uncomfortable talking like this um, because I'm used to I do voices on the show, Mm -hmm. um, and that's. Fine, I can hide behind those people, but I'm, I'm, uh, I have to own what I'm saying <laughs> right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's a, you know, a thing that I always said about where it's, you know, if you're hosting a, like a stand up show, if you're hosting the stand up show, you can't be as weird or subversive if you're just a guy that's on the show. Right. Because you just have to be there and you don't really have to, you don't have to like say all the stuff you want to say and then just also come back to everybody. Well, the host has to kind of – you have to be relatable. You have to come back and kind of –
2: And it's also weird if you're – if you have the comedy gene that likes likes to be kind of a shit stirrer. It's sort of like like the Dan Harmon thing too where it's like, yeah, he just likes to fuck around a lot. And then all of a sudden when more people are paying attention and then your words get put under a microscope – And then people are like, how could you say that? And you're just like, no, this is just me. I just fuck around. I don't mean anything, you know, but then all of a sudden there's a lot at stake.
0: I guess that's what I'm saying, yeah. I I say a lot of things without thinking. I talk in broken metaphors and people around me have to deal with it. But uh, when you just let that loose out into the universe, I'm afraid uh, someone's going to start knocking at the door. Angry. I agree.
2: I have I have had people that I've really wanted on the podcast, and they've been like, "Look, I would love to do it, but I I cannot promise that I won't say something insane." And I've been burned a lot before, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so that and so they won't, you know, they won't they won't do it, or they said something on radio like just sort of, you know, riffing around or whatever, and then yeah. blah, something comes out, and it's everyone's having fun all of a sudden. What? You know, and then it's like <laughs> the record But how,
4: how do you handle that where it's like, you know, you have your stand back, but you also host a bunch of things and also have to, you know, talk a lot of the time. Well,
2: when, just... you, when you have to drive, you have to, when you have to direct traffic, you just can't, you can't be as funny. Because yeah. there's no, when you're a comic, when you're, like, it was very similar to what you said. When you're a comic, you can just sort of like, oh, it's just all about jokes right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, uh, as the person who I think people will probably all agree is the least funny on the podcast, I think it's because I a, a lot of times I'm doing so much like trafficking.
4: Yeah, you're like, also thinking ahead of what like you're gonna have to. Yeah, you're thinking like, like, about like, what like, your next question dri- dri- is.
2: Driving yeah. conversation and trying to keep everything uh, under time, and then you're thinking about where are we gonna go next and where do I want to go and do I want to go up this path? And so you can't you can't just let all this. When you're hosting, you have to you have a you have a task that is weirdly more important than the comedy part, yeah. Which is, I have to keep this on track. And you can't just
4: make like a like a real offensive joke, and then no, because then and it then fucks then, the yeah, rest of the show. Yeah, and then like just jump back into a nice, personable question. And when you're seeing
2: <laughs> yeah. people are, they get sick of you by the fourth time they see you. <laughs> it's usually the fourth time I've discovered. That's when you got
4: to just go. you are having a good time? Here's your name. Go.
2: It's, when, <laughs> it's when it's when you're on a show like a, like at the improv or the, the Laugh Factory. There's like nine or ten comics. By the fourth time, people are like. I get it, (laughs) you know, and you just have to... Then all of a sudden, you're just a facilitator.
4: Yeah.
0: Why don't they just do, like, uh, the disembodied voice announcers for those kind of things, like strip clubs?
4: Should be past the mic, really, you know. Oh, oh, that... But then
2: someone would still have to take the bullet. The comic is also sort of the poison tester, you know, like, they have to taste the food. They have to, like, they have to take the bullet to warm up the crowd. And so it's sort of like you know, not very many people like emceeing a comedy show because you're you're more. You're more function than form, you know. So yeah. you you have to take the bullet. You have to wrangle people in. You have to tell them to turn off their cell phones. You have to tell them to tip their staff. You know, <laughs> you have to do all that. Here's what's coming up next week at the, you know, like it's all it's business. You're basically half commercials.
3: Next week, Latino Fridays, midnight. It's refried.
2: Refried. Oh. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um. So that that's why it sounds. fun. did you ever did you ever do any live performing stuff? I yeah. You know, I used to do that uh,
0: thing where I, I talked over the first Harry Potter movie. I used to do that live until <laughs> oh, that's cool.
2: Warner Brothers shut that down but I would do like the whole two hour, two hours and twenty minutes the funny thing is now that someone who works at Warner Brothers might hear this and be like we should, we should get Brad Neely to come in and do these for, like they would actually sanction it now yeah, if they, when they
4: put out the box set of every Harry Potter movie they should have one of the um, commentary tracks just be you yeah that's I'll put that. They're like, oh, a reason to re-release these?
3: Of (laughs) course, we'd be glad to.
0: Uh, Yeah, but uh, other than that, not not really. Um, And if I did, I would I would do an intense amount of preparation, and not I'm not good at improvisation or speaking from the heart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I didn't realize those two things were. <laughs> I feel like they're linked somehow. <laughs> that's like saying, like, you know, I'm not really good at making toast or being sincere. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you just made total sense. To me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now we're talking.
2: <laughs> do you have a Do you have a, a big staff now, or do you pretty much do everything?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. We had uh, hundreds of um, of people working on China. It was great. A lot of people who put in a lot of care and time on that. We were able to use a writers' room for last season because this new season's twenty two minutes, so it's like a proper television show. So had a writer's room and a uh, huge cast that brought in other voices. We have Hulk Hogan on our show. Oh, wow. Uh, and Greta Gerwig, um, among others, Jeffrey Tambor. So, uh, yeah, it's a Hannibal big. Hannibal
4: Burris, Chelsea Peretti. That's right. Yeah,
0: Hannibal Burris, Chelsea. Um, it's a big collaborative thing. I've, I've actually really enjoyed being able to lean on the talents of others.
2: <laughs> well, you might call it leaning on, but I think it's just more like allowing people to do I mean like that's just that's what makes a project good. You give them good writing, allow them to play around, you know like it's just that's how good things get made. Oh boy, I hear you. I love
0: it. I love to see those people at work uh, who just really know what they're doing. Uh, learn something from them.
2: Do you let them? Uh, is, do, you, do you let them improvise at all, or is, does everything kind of have to stay? Well, we gotta get to uh, stick to the story. No, we do. We do within limits, but we
0: we always take uh, we take the majority of people's alt reads. If uh, as long as the the spirit of the line is there, we'll take that. But we don't. Uh, you know, you're under the gun for time, like you're talking about. Yeah. Um, time's always a concern, and improvisation is a invitation to. Going long,
4: right, right, right. Does Jeffrey Tambor tend to improv a lot?
0: Mm, in, yeah, but in the weirdest way, he does it like internally. He'll he'll improvise the in like the spirit of the line. If that makes any sense, yeah. he'll read it just like on paper, but he will go somewhere totally different. <laughs> like
3: the uh, the intention of the line. <laughs> no, you're supposed to be angry here, not wistful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he likes to yell. He likes to curse.
4: What what happened? What he when we were in a because I moderated your panel, uh, San Diego Comic Con this year, and he ran off to go run into someone else's panel. What was it? Yeah, he he
0: he said that he crashed the panel for Bob's Burgers. Uh, I guess what he did, we were walking to do a panel, and he ran in there, having seen that it was Bob's Burgers, and knocked uh, people out of the way who were going to ask questions. And I was
4: like, <laughs> "Where's my money?" Yeah
0: because I guess he did a
4: voice on there. He show. did a voice and they split it up I guess into uh, they used it twice or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I don't and, he know. Like, and he was like, "Where's my money?" He he was kind of sincere about it but made it into a big joke. Yeah. Oh, that's really that's f- pretty yeah. great. And then came back at, like into our group and was just like like a flabbergasted like mom like, "I can't believe I did that." <laughs> I kid did you. Do you think they're mad? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> the entire day. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: think i'm gonna get that money <laughs> I think i'm gonna get that money now do you uh uh for people who work under you are do you do you like being uh do you like being a boss i do i think that's great uh to be uh, like have an
0: unequivocal sort of voice and uh you know i hate it whenever someone it's catches me without an answer so uh, i'm a i'm a control freak i guess is what i'm trying to say but uh i you know whenever from the earliest conception of the shows, I kind of have something in mind, so I like being able to have answers for the people who come up and ask uh but I also like to be surprised and be able to say yes. I will accept your deviation to
2: hear you know, from the rule. It's fun. I like being a boss. Well, it's it's hard for, for if you're a control freak too. Sometimes so a lot of control freaks can't delegate, or they don't, or they're just like, no, not just give, just give it to me, you know. And yeah. then like they have to fucking do everything themselves, and they don't let anyone do anything.
0: Yeah, I do that some. I have to admit, uh, and it's bad when I do. But um, we, but that was kind of in the earlier stages. Season one, I think, had more of that. We have a lot of people that I trust uh, and admire their work and know that they can do something that I can't do. So that's a load off, and I'm lucky to have that. We have good, uh, good kids on the show. A lot of life still left in them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can see it in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Slowly draining.
4: Mike Chillian, friend of ours. Oh, uh, yeah, of course, Mike, Mike Chillian. He worked on season one of that show. Yeah, he's he's an a animator. designer. Yeah. Mick Busters. Yeah, now he's at uh, Uncle Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a real
2: good guy. Do you, uh, uh, when you're doing the panels, do you, do you get a lot of the, Hi, I'm a young animation student. How do I start? The- yeah,
0: not a whole lot. I used to, but I think early on I had such terrible answers for them that uh, the word got out not to ask <laughs> <laughs>
3: them.
2: Don't, a- don't
0: ask me. I- I please, don't it's that. easier to be a farmer. <laughs> uh, but I'm not really an animator. Animator, you know, um, I do the drawings and I design characters, and I, you know, I weigh in on the animation. But um, I don't have the patience to to learn the technology behind the programs. Um, I'm kind of a pencil drawer.
2: It's funny to. It's I I took the animation track when I was in college, um, and you could take the classes, but you couldn't major in it unless you were in the film department. Mm. But I I just remember that first time they said uh, our first assignment was animate a bouncing ball. It just has to bounce once and then bounce off the screen. And just the amount of fucking work that goes into like a three second ball bouncing across the screen and then trying to figure out like, Oh, more drawings when it's slower, and then fewer drawings when we're going to go faster, and then at the point of impact, and then, it, and it and then at the end... It has to Yeah, and then you watch it, and you get all excited, and you're like, here's my thing, and just boink, and you're like, ah,
4: that took a lot of work, I swear to God, that took a lot of work. You must have liked that, though, because you're really into math, You're right? Well, yeah. But... Isn't that a lot of, like, just like the like the amount of, like, you know... Like the uh, the half this distance and half this yeah.
2: distance have the angles and yeah, it is neat, but it is it is uh it is an alarming amount of well well, if you're just doing pencil drawings, it's an alarming amount of work to animate the simplest thing. It's uh it's a definite threshold, I think, that cut a lot
0: of people off at I wanna be an animator. Holy shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I
3: don't get this. How'd they make Snow White? That's like so long. Oh <laughs> my
2: god. I mean you you really do Asians. you have to have a real appreciation? if you don't appreciate what they did with those early, like, any of the early, when they were just fully animating, you know, like, 24 frames per second, um, any of the old Warner Brothers cartoons or Disney, and just how every fucking, every frame was a fucking work of art. And And they just did that Hundreds of thousands of times,
3: <laughs> and now you can find them in many long boxes at Comic Con.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: those poor people!
3: I just think about them drawing,
0: drawing those over and over, just trying to get the mo- keep the model consistent. Because there's no such thing as model packs. It's just eyeballing it. Those guys. That's I, I have such respect for that,
2: especially at a time where it was. I mean, the idea of being on the cutting edge of a whole new medium is pretty insane. Where it's like, well, that just, I mean, they had zoetropes, <laughs> but that was a, like, there weren't, like, the idea of an animated movie, like, they went from zero to insane in a pretty short amount of time. And there was yeah. no, oh, this is how you do that thing. It's like, oh, I guess we, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it works like this.
3: <laughs> it cost like a million, Snow White cost like a million dollars back then to make and they made 10 million off of it jesus christ and that's you know 1930 whatever dollars
2: god damn it
3: and then he took all 10 million of it and dumped it back into the studio in burbank and just made the studio bigger and better (sighs) he didn't spend any of the money on himself
2: just like jonah jonah's exactly like walt disney you're the walt disney of super
3: deluxe hey although he paid his taxes (laughs) i paid him (laughs) (laughs) i didn't say it's like oh on time Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get them
2: vouchers. Where did you go? where are you from? I'm from Arkansas. What part? Uh Fort Smith. Oh shit, I'm from Memphis. Oh really? Yeah. I, uh... I lived in Jonesboro when I was a kid. Oh all right, yeah,
0: sure. I know Memphis pretty well. I got my wife's uh families from there.
2: Arkansas, I think Arkansas gets a bad rap, but it's a fucking beautiful state. Like, if you drive through it, it's just like the mountains and the trees, and it's, it's really lovely.
0: Yeah, I, I think about it all the time. It's a big part of me. Uh, it does get a bad rap because we've got two... Uh, emissaries we have billy bob thornton and we have billy bob clinton and they both have kind of uh, behaved a little wildly in the public eye but in a fun southern kind of way that's true i know it they i mean i actually really look up
3: to both of those guys (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh but yeah i grew up in arkansas and then i spent a lot of time in uh texas before i moved out to los angeles um, so, pine for moving back to the south uh, all all the time.
2: Are you going to uh, Zach it and, and like just like buy like a like a piece of farm property somewhere and just disappear from people for chunks of time? I I would love that to be
0: an option. I actually have two lotto tickets in my goddamn wallet that I showed Jonah before <laughs> we came in here. Well, I got my fingers crossed on those. <laughs>
2: So, what is your long-term plan for the entertainment industry? <laughs> 74223
4: That is I I think about that a lot where it's just like if there was a way to do something fulfilling creatively but uh in in the capacity that you want to but being able to live wherever you want. Like would you would you still live in Los Angeles? You'd probably move to Portland.
2: Well, I really do like Portland a lot, but I also I think there's something to be said for um, being around the hive of activity of the thing that you love to be inspired. Yeah. Like, to be around to be around you guys and to sort of be... I mean, like, I, you could go to another city. I spend a lot of time in other cities. And they're fun for a couple of days. And then you're like, ah, I'm pretty fucking alone. You know, yeah. like, yeah. You, you, I guess you could go make new friends, but it's like, it still helps to kind of be creatively inspired by the like minded people that you'd like. But
4: you can find that anywhere, especially in a place like Portland. Any any uh, you know, kind of college ish town will even have you'll find other artist types. And I believe that's a that's a great part of, you know, being in this kind of fuel is that, you know, you can it's you're not necessarily talking about work all the time, but you're just with kind of like minded yeah, people. Can I say, you can I you th- said
3: we're moving everything up to Portland, I'd be like, right, Can I say right? something that I mean, sounds
2: kind of grouchy though? Sure. At a, when the when you start to get older, you have less capacity energy to like I'm just gonna go start a new friend group.
0: I'm so glad yeah. that you said that. I was—I've been so negative this whole time. I was—I was sitting on that thought, but I'm like, I'm not gonna. It's—it's—it's
2: it's, it's sort of a, you know, like because it does—it does take like when you're young, you don't think of it as an investment of time. You just yeah. go, oh hey, look at all these fun, new, exciting, hopeful things that might develop out of these new experiences. Mm. And then you start to get older. It's just like you have an economy of energy, and if you you know, like it takes energy and work at a certain point to just go out and make a new friend group and
3: there's a point yeah. in your life too where you're like uh this is a big step should i text this guy
0: <laughs> go hang it's, it's hard <laughs> to make I friends as an, as an adult
4: as an adult it's it's really it's a weird thing yeah. to am do. i
2: weird for being like let's go see that
4: well, new because, movie yeah well because like, yeah. you yeah.
2: also have responsibilities and yeah. it's like oh they yeah. may have responsibilities are these... your are
4: your girlfriends or wives gonna get along yeah. that's like a huge yeah. fucking thing
2: yeah, so it really I, I think that's that's part of it is that yes, you can find those people, but there is a you know you don't really pay attention when you're young to the trial and error nature of of friend grouping. We're like, oh yeah, I didn't really like that. Oh try this I'm like, oh it's a you know it's yeah. sort of sort of like dating in a weird sort of way. Yeah,
3: it's a weird it's a weird thing. It's a weird step. You know <laughs> that, that whole hanging? texting a new potential friend yeah. is a weird step in my brain
2: you you hang out with someone three times and then the third time you know it's just like they do something really weird and you're like oh and, yes. then, and then you have to expend <laughs> the energy to out. reassess your feelings is about that it.
4: why you like po- podcasting so much it's a bunch of one hour friendships
2: <laughs> well it, i <laughs> i maybe love that term <laughs> maybe i mean i guess if you think about it they are sort of modular relationships but but i like them because number one you, you i i compare a podcast to like that like the first phone conversation with you, you have with someone that you're interested, where you're like, "Oh, this person's really interesting," hmm. and so you kind of get to know each other and you spill a lot of personal information. But it's also with people we know. It's it's also catching up with friends yeah. when we don't really have time yeah, to true. the rest of it. Yeah. Day. So like, well, <laughs> it's it, it's probably. I mean, I just I don't go out a lot. I don't. I'm not very social uh, at night, so I probably wouldn't run into you. But in six months, if you come back on the podcast, you're like, oh, it'd be really great to catch up with Brad again and see what he's up to, yeah, you know. So it is sort of a, it is sort of a catch. up. I, I think
3: Jonah's the most social one of the bunch
2: of us. There's not a question that yeah. Jonah is the most social. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you, that's just, uh, you know, that's just, that's a weird form of anxiety, you know. What, just what as you, you, mean, as you throw yourself into work, I throw myself into just having, you know, fab conversations with other people while having a couple beers. But,
2: yeah. but you've always been sort of the. The, the kind of the linchpin of like five different friend mm. groups like everyone's like oh I know
4: Jonah mm. yeah and, and you know that's that's the thing that's happening you know the older I get and now that it, like just you know settling into a marriage is that you know the other night Dee and I tried to have we just wanted two friends over we just like you know two of our friends we just wanted our friends Mike and Paul to come and hang out Paul just happened to be with another one of our friends and he's like oh Jonah wants to hang out well I'll come oh, I'll tell this person and then Mike like uh, like was like, "Hey, I told Sam." Like, it, and then it just it creaks and it goes throughout. Like that that was like the very apparent during the planning of the wedding, which is just like you gotta invite this person if you're gonna invite this person if you're gonna invite this person.
2: Are you are you are you married? Yes. is that a wedding ring? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I've been married. We're about to have my ten year anniversary. Oh wow! Yeah, I was telling Jonah earlier. I've been with my wife since 96 holy shit yeah wow. we've known each other since we were 13 wow but uh so it's been did a, you know back then i kind of did you know I, I i asked her out when she was 13 she totally turned me down
4: he was 14 let's just say that really quick <laughs> he was 14
0: <laughs> and then and then whenever whenever we uh re got reacquainted in college we started dating and that was it so nice yeah it Arkansas. Oh, oh, Arkansas through and through. Well, yeah, I mean,
2: it's, yeah, the, the high school sweetheart uh, thing, which isn't, you know, I, I think happens. I wouldn't say that that is all that happens in the South, but it happens there much more than it happens here. I think so. For sure. Yeah. But because, you know, there is a, uh, I mean. I, so many options out here.
4: <laughs> well, much like this, uh, the store we were talking about, it's easy to be distracted.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more people here yeah, are yeah, fucking because yeah, yeah. they think they can get something out of you. I mean, right. it's like, it's just a different dynamic.
4: Yes, I'm always fucking people. <laughs> yes, yeah, because they always. can get stuff out of me.
2: Yeah, constantly.
4: Just come. That's what you're talking about. <laughs>
2: but I, you know, but going back to the South, you know, it's like there's that period where you go back, and a lot of people have mar- married high school sweethearts, and then you know you go back ten years later, and it's like, oh no, the second marriage. <laughs> you know, like they've already, you know, they've yeah. kind of like they they've had the marriage in the 20s, and then in the late 20s, like early mid 30s, and it's like, oh, the, oh, then there's another one,
4: the real one, for real this time, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, we've uh, we've had a good time. We we kind of been on an adventure. We moved around the country a lot. And uh, how does she like uh, L.A.? She's got. Pretty much the same opinion as me. She's a lot more positive than I am, though. We just moved to Burbank, and we really like that. It suits us. Kind of a slower town.
4: Well, yeah, you were in uh, Century City? Yeah. yeah. What? remember remember in being Century s- City? I was just so confused Sony. Was, Like they moved there's to L.A. One, there's one yeah. little <laughs> enclave
2: of, of, of like, townhomes in Century City, like, right between there and Riviera Country Club. Such an it's odd the- choice. I met Fox. Uh, that, is such an- is <laughs> <laughs> that is such an interesting s-
0: uh, yeah, I had to be, when I first came out here, I had to be um, in uh, Marina Del Rey in the mornings and then work on the east side as well, so we just picked something that was central. That actually
2: makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: Um, and then we just stayed there until we had baby, and uh, then we moved to Burbank.
2: Yeah, Century City is a. It doesn't really feel like a. Fa- <laughs> it was a bad start. It was a bad
3: introduction <laughs> yeah. to. Uh, it's a lifestyle. weird
4: place. It's a very. It's a really weird place. Yeah,
3: just uh, I can't even imagine sort of living there for any extended time. It seems, well,
4: like an in- City. it seems like an. Seems it, well, like an industrial yeah. neighborhood. It's an office district. It's
2: an office district. Yeah, it's an office district that they were like, well, I guess we should put some residences here.
3: Yeah, it's like those those brave brave people who moved downtown before it started turning around because <laughs> it would shut down at six p.m. Well, and you're think,
2: like, yeah. I was living there. down. I
4: lived down there during that time. I think Century City. Thank you. I think okay. Century
2: City was like the '70s idea of innovative planning, where they were like
3: Oh, the experimental this, prototype this like world of tomorrow,
2: a future city where it's all of your offices are here and then yeah. your townhomes. Because mm-hmm. if you watch the if, if 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 you watch the jerk when he at the end when he's like when he's carrying all the stuff like I just need this chair, yeah. it, it, I, I think he's. I think there are parts where he's going through Century City, or when he goes to meet the the guy that gives him the OptiGrab money. I oh, think yeah, he yeah. meets him at an office in Century City, which in the seventies I think was like, oh, it's really like cutting edge and swanky.
4: <coughs> yeah, here. there's even like a, I think it's a, like a Circle Jerk song, or is it a Black Flag song, where it's like they like they they're talking about Century City, like it's a like it's this new thing. Yeah, you know, yeah
0: they. Uh... Tony Stark's dad
2: leaves him messages in the maps of it. <laughs> for
3: him to, to for him.
2: <laughs> so do you get to do anything on the side or are you pretty much is all your attention focused on China, oh, Illinois? No, I uh, I have a website
0: called Crease Comics where I do uh, single panel cartoons that we put up every weekday. Now I've kind of gotten re trying to get back into drawing things myself that um, Make me laugh. So we've been putting those up. I've been trying to get back to doing some uh videos in the older style as well that I'm gonna try to
4: roll out. Has the dick one come out yet?
2: No, I've been sitting on that. Yeah. Sitting on <laughs> that dick, huh? <laughs> I feel like there was something else I read that you were sitting on too, which was it a civil war comedy book?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about that for about ten years now. It's um it's hard to find comedy in that. Tragedy, but uh, I've been
4: slowly. You turn, know, those, those from the north don't find it too tragic. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you think
3: about it, the south was like the Death
4: Star.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, it'd uh, be funny if you just was like, Bastard! And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, then yeah, yeah. just pulled a shoe knife out. Brother! Hey, we'll never yield. <laughs> That's a funny one, Jonah. <laughs> Dude, I almost heard a little Matt Besser in there because yeah. Besser's from Arkansas too. oh yeah, Besser's from Little Rock
0: Well, we probably have kinfolk. Yeah, you're
2: right now that <laughs> there must be in. there must be like it, but i really I hope I hope people give Arkansas a chance if that because we drove through I, we drove. Um, I mean obviously I lived there when I was a kid for a bit, but we drove cross country last year and just drove through all of Arkansas to get down to Memphis and it really is. It's just beautiful. Yeah. I I really dig it a lot. Fayetteville's a really great town. Fayetteville's phenomenal. Have you ever been to Fayetteville? No. The uni- the university's there. It's basically like it's I you know, not not to say it's like another city, but if I were comparing it, it's like the Austin of Arkansas. That's right. So it's you know, it's built around the college and as a result you have this really great kind of artistic community and it's really like they were bringing comics out there you know like Howard Kramer and Posehn and I went out and performed at the college like they're really oh, wow. they're just cool like Fayetteville just fucking it's just a fucking cool town with great food and it's small and people are nice
0: yeah music scene there's a lot of traveling bands that stop in Fayetteville
2: Yeah, that's where we'd see a lot of bands growing up yeah how far outside
3: of Fayetteville do you live?
0: Uh, it's just like an hour south in Fort Smith that seems like a long
2: but are you? That's fucking the Santa Monica from I know Oh well here <laughs> yeah. yeah But yeah. I mean
3: that just as a kid thinking, Imagining going to a concert that was an hour oh, away Oh an hour away it like. It's an adventure forever yeah. I
4: couldn't drive an hour as a kid if I wanted to <laughs> Well you could if you had that sweet submarine <laughs> car from James Bond Yeah no if I turned around I could drive for an hour <laughs>
2: I've never been to Bentonville which is like the Walmart hub yeah. Where just like it's just, Arcan- it's just Arkansas, Arkansas billionaires Like all oh, of a sudden wow. Yeah it's where like the Walmart headquarters are So, you know, like they... So
3: it's like Century City.
2: (laughs) It's like the Century City of Arkansas, yeah. (laughs) So all of a sudden there's just a, you know, there's a family there that each one of them has $40 billion in Bentonville, Arkansas.
0: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting... Excavation, like in a few yeah. fifty years from now, figuring out who those individuals
2: what? are. Well, this makes
4: no sense. Well, they're the surrounded. Uh, I don't understand. They must have
2: been the pharaohs of this area. They yeah. acted
4: like kings, but no one seemed to think that of them. <laughs> Hang on, we're uncovering all these churches, <laughs> WalMarts. Perhaps they're related.
2: Do you, do you, you said you, you said your wife's pretty positive. Did, do you feel like you're a negative person, or do you feel like she balances you out? Or? I'm not generally
0: a negative person. I feel like I've just been. Portraying myself that way, just yeah. for fun. Uh, I, you caught me in a, mo- a mood, I guess.
4: Just gonna break <laughs> through the candy shell. To get no, to the this, this is a mood that Brad gets, in if you ask him about anything about him, that's true. So,
2: well, you know, like it's not if if you're if you're not used to essentially being put under an interrogation light. Like some people, I I, I remember when we first started the podcast, and people would go you guys talk about, you guys talk too much or you talk about yourselves too much and not enough about the guest. And I would remember there were specific guests and I would have to say like, I'm looking in their eyes. I can tell when people are not really comfortable talking about themselves mm. because it's a, to some people it's a very weird thing to do. I mean, we have no fucking problem. We're narcissistic comedians. We'll yeah. talk about ourselves all day. But to some people, to, to all of a sudden, it's just like, me 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 they hear themselves start, and they just get really uncomfortable
0: yeah i've thought that that was a bad move um <laughs> uh, but i, I realized that people are entertained by uh it and i am you know watching talk shows i grew up watching david letterman i just loved watching those people talk about themselves i just yeah it, i think that explaining myself is like the, the really difficult thing um do you do you like this thing I'm never black and white on something. I always like it and hate it at the same time, I think. Uh,
3: Notice how you don't love it and hate it at the same mm -hmm. time. You just like it, but then the hate's there. Well, if you want to talk about McDonald's... (laughs) Let's! I'm loving
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate saying that, but it's true. I fucking get that double fish sandwich anytime I
2: can.
4: Oh, yeah. They make a double fish sandwich now? If
2: you ask nice.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: can I have a double fish sandwich? No. <laughs> Please. All right. I can't say no to that. Yeah, Please. if
4: you stick around till
3: midnight, we start serving a limited breakfast menu.
2: There's something more gratifying... I don't know what it is. There's something more gratifying about eating McDonald's in a small Midwest or Southern town, more so than in Los Angeles. Like, when we were on the road, like, stopping where there was... It was just a small industrial town. It was like, well, there's a McDonald's. And you stop... And it's... I don't know why. It just tastes better...
4: It doesn't taste better. It tastes right.
2: <laughs> it tastes right. Yeah. That's exactly right. It tastes right. A fucking cheeseburger and fries and like mm-hmm. a little decaf coffee from McDonald's. Mm. But here in Los Angeles... Oh, the
4: L.A. special? What's with this guy? The decaf I, would right never, yeah, I would
2: never go. in Los Angeles go, I'm going to go to McDonald's right now. But if I'm in the Midwest... Oh, the I would... South- Oh, but yeah. the drive home is going to be full of tears.
4: Yeah. I would, <laughs> because but the drive... there's a Del Taco nearby. <laughs> Cheeseburger wrappers. The
3: drive there was full of more tears.
2: Yeah. So do you, do you think at some point you might move, move the wife and the, and the kid back to, uh, to Arkansas? I don't know.
3: Well, uh, if one of those two right. tickets hits.
4: Yeah. Sure? <laughs> but you but you could have, have both.
0: Yeah, no, we're, we're adjusting well. I like Burbank quite a bit. We've got a yard, and our kid seems to really like her preschool. So, oh, That's um, good. Things are going well. I'm, I get that secret McDonald's. Uh, not so secret anymore my wife sometimes finds those wrappers and she's like I know what you're doing (laughs) you're having secret McDonald's again Mm
4: -hmm. yeah I've I've uh, I've caught myself getting late night Del Taco ones and by that I mean I woke up and then I went to my car and then there was just a bunch of Del Taco wrappers in my car and I was like, I don't remember. Oh, not only did <laughs> I drive, oh no, <laughs> but I also stuffed my face. But With Jonah, C, in Why are we laughing at to that? you? It's mm. like
3: six feet away from your
4: house. Yes, it is really close. <laughs> it was really close, but it was uh, yeah. I was like, I don't remember. And then you kind, of, oh, mm. I think
2: sober sober Jonah going to start ha- having to hide the wallet and the keys from drunk Jonah.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Mm. All right, Get my six pack. Right. Hide these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Here we go. <laughs> um, excellent. Well, is there anything else you want to plug or talk about before we release you back into the mean streets of Los Angeles
3: and give an opinion on Wendy's? <laughs>
2: <laughs> a square burger. <laughs> you can get a. You can get a cube
0: there if you can ask for a cube, and they'll stack those square Four. burgers all the way up. Oh,
4: is that fucking me. serious? Is that true? That's what I've heard. Well, secret why menu people... items are my favorite menu what items. What
3: the fuck are
4: we doing yeah. here? <laughs> I I like the idea of being at a Wendy's and then someone just orders a regular burger and you go you order on the menu (laughs) (laughs) look at the cube noob (laughs) I am in LA
2: god I can't even yeah it's unfortunate that the food in the south is so fucking good but at the same time it's just not good for you at all it's Mm. The barbecue place next to my dad's bowling center is fucking amazing. Is your dad in uh, Jonesboro? He's in Memphis. My oh, dad's right. in Memphis. Oh. Yeah, we lived in Jonesboro for maybe like six months when I was a kid. We just—I I don't know—I don't—I don't remember why. I just, as a kid, I was like, "Oh, we're now we're in Jonesboro." Um, but, uh, but it's just the food in the South is so bad for you, but it's so
0: good. Yeah, you can't get fried catfish uh, out here in any kind of respectable way. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what I, first thing I do when I go home for Christmas. I go clean that place out with from their catfish.
4: You you don't go to Popeyes, huh? No,
0: man. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't
2: what I understand is why there are enough Southerners who live on the West Coast. I would imagine there are enough that could sustain a legitimate Southern. You know, like pick any barbecue you want. Pick. Texas barbecue or Memphis barbecue I don't
3: know Bloodsauce is really good is it? yeah Where is that? Bloodsauce is on La Brea it's uh it just opened up they used to be they still have one in Compton but it just opened up on La Brea and that's fucking oh, that's that right. is good fucking barbecue All right, Okay. Yeah. alright alright I'm on board alright come with me I'll give it a shot it's great alright you can get him in julep oh you can't no, you can I get him in julep really. mm-hmm. a hell of a mint julep
4: and a silver cup guys I don't know how that adds to the.
3: That's what you're supposed to have one in. Oh, okay.
4: That in a Moscow mule, right? Mm. Ten. Ten. Ten cup. Nice mint julep on a hot bay.
2: What accent is that? I'm curious. I'm
4: trying to figure it out.
2: <laughs> you're just, you're just kind of moving your lips nah, real wide and hoping just you a hit guy, on one. Just guy kind of
4: tired talking, but not moving his lips.
2: Mm. <laughs> I don't know if this character is going to be as popular as Bruce. <laughs> do <God>.
4: No, <laughs> I'm not trying to fucking.
3: <laughs> I, knew, I knew you weren't.
4: I knew you weren't, Jonah, Thank that's you. Why I didn't say Thank anything. Thank you, Matt. Did you
3: just say a tired falcon? <laughs> Oh my god, I hope he did.
0: That's a great character.
2: Uh,
0: call. <laughs>
2: oh,
4: call. I guess I'll fly to your glove.
0: <laughs>
1: I had
4: a rat, but I dropped it. Take this note. Oh, how far?
1: <laughs>
2: it's a living. Now I'm a pterodactyl. <laughs> just put the hood back on my head. <laughs> I just don't want to see anything right now. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna
4: fly over here. Enjoy your burrito, everybody. Can we have baby cakes? Say, enjoy your burrito. Uh-huh.
0: We won't. We won't look. Enjoy your burrito. What is that?
4: It's just a thing we say at the end of the. Thing. You say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you've just delighted Jonah for the rest of the week.
4: That was great. That's great. I try to make him do it every time we're hanging out. He won't. <laughs> but
2: now you put him on the spot with a bunch of other people staring at him. You're like now, now you've sort of now you've sort of bullied him emotionally. Yeah, into, that's into,
4: why I got him on the podcast.
2: <laughs> just to do that. Just to do that. You don't. You didn't want to find anything else about him, or just like <laughs> kind of dig into like get to know him as a friend. No, I'll do that in real life. You don't really though. He's not even paying attention when you're hanging out. You know, he's
4: not. <laughs> waiting for those other drinks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's just like, Jonah's fine, give him the keys, we'll go to Del Taco and end up in his bed somehow. <laughs>
4: that was years ago.
0: I just crunch on my eyes while he tells me about his trips. <laughs> <laughs> oh <that's>
2: beautiful. <laughs> It's like a verbal slideshow.
4: Uh, <laughs> I've, I've rarely ever seen Jonah speechless. I'm not speechless. I'm just done. <laughs>
2: Where's the cocaine? <laughs> it was in the back. Okay. okay. Awesome.